I'm John. And I'm Keith. And this is Flummidoodle. Your somewhat reliable source of information for most things, including but not limited to John, the crocodile hunter, Steve Irwin. That's right, the late great Steve Irwin. We're going to talk about him today. But first, let's talk about Marlene and Widow's Link. John, tell them a little bit about that. Marlene is actually a missionary to the widows. I forget how many she said, something like 15 million widows in the United States alone. And so she connects widows in grief groups and activities. And the big thing each year is a cruise. So we've got a GoFundMe, Keith. Why don't you tell them about that? Uh, well, we wanted to provide scholarships for widows who can't afford to go on the cruise because many widows are on a fixed income, such as like Social Security or something like that. So they can't afford right. to go. Exactly. And because of our generous flummidoodlers, we have yes. almost raised $500, which I have to say I was is... I say, we've got enough for like one... Yep. Scholarship can, now. One scholarship. So a widow is going to get to go on the cruise because of you guys. So just That's keep awesome, up the good man. work. We appreciate that. And we spoke with Marlene, by the way, because we decided since we took up money at a local sporting event recently that, like, yes. if somebody gets back in touch with her and says there's two weird dudes that are, like, flummididdle or something, and they're, like, taking money for the widows. Yeah. So anyway, I know we contacted her, and she sent a very generous reply back, and she was so thrilled that we were on board to help the widows out. So. And we are going to try to get her on the podcast sometime so she can talk to you guys. Yes, we are. Just a little heads up on that. Um, we'd like to do maybe every couple months, Keith, we talked about doing an interview. Right, A absolutely. local person. You know, at first we started out, Keith, it's like, man, who can we get this famous? Then we can do this, that, and the other. But we've decided to go more down home than that. Right. There are extraordinary, fabulous people Absolutely. That you run across every day. Great stories. Great yeah. stories. So we're going to start sharing some of those things with you, too. All right. All right, man. Speaking of an extraordinary person, today we got Ooh. the late, great Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. A.K.A. Keith. the Crocodile the Hunter. The Crocodile Hunter, man. Steve Irwin was born February twenty second, 1962 in Essendon, Australia. Okay. And unfortunately, yeah. he passed away September 4th, 2000. Uh, 2000? 2006th. Bat Reef, Australia. Yeah. What a life, man. Absolutely. And so we all know that he was just a wildlife environmentalist guy, right? He was, man, he was just a larger than life guy. Dude, that dude was passionate. That's what I think of when I think of Steve yes, Irwin. I think very passion, passionate. man. Um, on his father's side, he's actually got an Irish connection. Oh, there we go. Man, how, the Irish keep coming up. I know. And we love the Irish. They have inordinately supported our podcast so yeah what's up ireland steve Irwin of irish descent and so um his father was a wildlife expert he was interested in uh reptiles i forget the actual word for it but it's actually like a creepy crawly a herpetologist type, yeah, or something, something like that, like that. a herpetologist yeah it includes frogs salamanders it means stuff like it's that. an ologist that studies herps <laughs> yeah that's that's what i thought anyway. oh wait a second keith we got our first word for the day because i just edited our last podcast that's coming out today while we're recording this one and you know what we decided to save as a word for the day what was that exuberant exuberant there you go that brother was exuberant yes he was uh, even at an early age he's exuberant they moved to queensland when he was eight years old in 1970 and uh, they started this uh, family park right this wildlife park right and early on man he was already handling these uh what we would consider dangerous animals, oh, right? Oh, man, early on. Man, he had a... When did he get his first snake? On his uh, sixth birthday. Sixth birthday. And that, this ain't just regu- just some little garden snake. No. What kind of snake was it? It was a 12-foot scrub python as his present. 
goodness gracious. Man, you know what? I'm just going to tell you what. If Steve Irwin would have been born in the United States in this day and age, there would be no crocodile hunter. You know why? They would have medicated him oh, and I stuck know, him right. in a class and said, no, you can't run around. You can't play with animals. And you can't have snakes. Peter would have been after him. Oh, like they did recently. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the Google Doodle. <laughs> that's what put Steve Irwin on our on our radar, right? The Google Doodle. Yeah. And Peta like stuck its foot in its proverbial mouth. Right. They. I don't know what they were saying about. It. I didn't even look it up. But oh my gosh! Boy, they got slammed by the. They internet. got slammed from everything, from just Steve Irwin lovers to major media outlets like the Washington Post. I know. And everybody just like keep your face closed. Don't talk yeah. about Steve Irwin. I know. I saw that article from Washington Post. They basically said, y'all just need to shut up. Exactly. That's awesome. But I mean, how, we could, love Steve, how could you dude. go after Steve Irwin? Golly, man. I mean, he was he loved animals. Like, that he was his them. life, you know? Loved them. Um, anyway, he... I wish I was half as passionate about anything I know, as right. that man was about animals. He was. He was so passionate and fun-loving, too. That's that's one thing I loved about him, just how much fun he had, you know? Oh, he did. He lived life to... The, that's what we were talking about. You know, as sad as it is that he died at what? He was like 44? Right. He lived more in his 44 years than most people would live in three lifetimes. Right, absolutely. So, all right, well, let's dive back in. So, right, so, so that's kind of his early years. He began, uh, well, we know his dad was a, we want to say it's a herpetologist. So if we're wrong, correct us. If you correct us, if we're wrong and you correct us, we're going to shout you out on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So do it. So he began handling snakes early on. And then. But what about crocodiles, man? Yeah, I mean, soon he's a crocodile that, hunter, dude. By age nine, he was already handling and even wrestling Crocodiles, as you do at nine. Now this was under his father's super supervision. Oh, I'm sure, absolutely. So you know, don't get on to the parents. They were making right. sure he was doing it right. Yeah, I mean, he was growing up in a family that that was what they did. Right, wildlife absolutely. conservation, that kind of thing. So anyway, um, by age nine, though, wrestling crocodiles—that's crazy. That is crazy, dude. Man, I can't imagine when I was nine years old wrestling a crocodile. Dude, I'm about to be forty-nine. I have a ten-year-old right now. And I think he probably would wrestle, croc- wrestle a crocodile, but I don't <laughs> think he would win. I'm just saying. Exactly. But this guy was winning. you got to have a strategy, man. Right. So anyway, obviously, he was something special. I mean, at an early age, he's already doing these kind of things. He's going to be a special somebody, right? They all Absolutely, knew it. Absolutely, man. And um, just, here's his spirit of kindness right here. He really didn't have much of a career until he's 29 years old because he volunteered. You think, oh, he was just some bum living off his parents in his parents' park, right? But that's not how it was. He volunteered so much time to the Queensland's East Coast Crocodile Management Program. He captured over 100 crocodiles and relocated some of them, and, and they housed some of them in the family park. So by 1991, Keith, he's volunteered. He's Let's see, how old is he then? He's 29. 29, yeah. All right, so he took over management of the park. Right. It was the same year that he met his beautiful Holy Sugar. Yeah. That would be his soulmate, Terry. Terry, right. And so... And she said that it was love at first love sight. Love at first sight. I know what that's like, brother. Yeah, absolutely. And she said that uh, when she saw him, she said, that this is a quote, she said, I thought there was no one like this anywhere in the world. He sounded like an environmental Tarzan, a larger-than-life superhero guy. I think that pegs it. Yeah. Oh, man, can you imagine if the woman that falls in love with you thinks that about you? I know, right? Dude. I, I think that my I wife does think something similar. I think my wife yeah. does. Like some she kind of you know, podcast kind of and ninja, you know. Exactly. Dude, I mean, I aspire to be a cowboy ninja. Heck, yeah. That, that's one of the greatest things ever. And 
guitar god. So I mean, you know, we're we're, we're all working towards our specific situations. Who we was it that we wanted to be a cowboy ninja? Was that your boy? Oh no, dude! It was at a preschool uh, thing though, where you're supposed to give a little blurb about That's your kid, right, what yeah. they want to be when they grow up, and all every one of them was terrible. You know, you could tell like their mom wrote it. Like he wants to be a nurse. Yeah, he wants to be a lawyer like his dad. Right. And then finally, the last one says like Bobby wants to be a cowboy ninja when he grows up. <laughs> yeah, rock I've on, told Bobby. several people like that about that, and they're like, "Heck yeah, dude! I want to be a cowboy ninja when I grow up." Yeah, I'm me grown. too, man. I want to be a cowboy ninja too, or a crocodile hunter. That's right. Absolutely, man. So anyway, um, they for for goad. Forgoed. They forwent. They forwent. <laughs> what is the past tense of for, forego? Forgone. A foregone conclusion. They forwent. Yeah, they forwent. I wonder they if that's a word. I don't know. It is hey, not. if it's wrong, shout us out, man. We'll shout you out. Yeah. So they forwent they a honeymoon. They forwent a honeymoon. And decided to um, film a documentary, right? A wildlife documentary. Right. And that wildlife documentary is what turned into what we know as... Crocodile Hunter. That's it, man. That I don't show, think that's the right music. I think I'm doing a different music to the Crocodile Hunter, but I like it. I thought you just made it up off the top I of did, kind of. Crocodile do, 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 Hunter. Do, do. No, that's something else. The do, 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 do. But yeah. I just like saying Crocodile Hunter with it. That sounds like one of those 90s cartoons or something, like 18 do, or do, something. Do, 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 do. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. So the Crocodile Hunter, man. So, man, was that a show? Do you like that show? I love that show, Keith. It started in 1996. Yeah. Went through 2004, five seasons. Like, mm-hmm. what was it on Animal Planet? Yeah, it was Animal Planet. Man, oh my gosh. Love it. We're going to gush a little more lately about what that what he meant to us. Right. Just, I mean, God, we've got some, like, some stats that you wouldn't believe. This guy was beloved around the world. I didn't even really realize how much. I knew we loved him. Yeah. I mean, he was beloved around the world, and he would appear at all kinds of different things and do his thing, right? Late shows, ball games, all kinds of things. Absolutely. So he was a, a beloved character all around the world. Very beloved. His show took off quickly, and it was... Uh, Huge success in the U.S. and the U.K. and 130 other countries. Dude. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's like Three Stooges kind of fame, ain't it? Oh, man, that's more famous than the <laughs> three, way more famous than the Three Stooges. But if you like the Three Stooges, check out our podcast on the Three Stooges. Exactly, man. That was a good podcast. Even it if was. I did do it myself with Keith. Yeah. So anyway, um, huge success on the Crocodile Hunter. And I know that I loved it. I really enjoyed it. It influenced me. I tell you what, I was, we, we were kind of wild as teenagers and we'd had a video camera. And this was uh, pre Jackass days, you know, <laughs> where they did those movies and stuff like that. But we, uh, we would go out and do similar stuff like that. And one of the bids that we did is we imitated the Crocodile Hunter. Okay. And so we had That's this scary. friend. He was a little bit heavy set, you know, and he showed some crack every once in a while. Oh, no, Keith. And, well, uh, this is a family-friendly podcast, Keith. So anyway, we'd, we're crack-a-lacking on here already. We'd send him out in the woods, and we'd say we was hunting the great Crocodile. <laughs> and I would sit there, and I'd act like Steve Irwin, like the Crocodile Hunter. Oh, Crocky, there's the great Crocodile. <laughs> you know, so... Anyway, oh I'm still friends with that guy today, so you know it wasn't like that's we were right. bullying. He gave it, he gave it back to us too. All okay, right. all right, that's so pretty dang funny. Say no man. to bullying. Say no to bullying. Even though Absolutely. we did shoot him with a BB gun when we found Keith, him, we didn't. There was no cracks <laughs> harmed in the making of this podcast. Yeah, just little red bruises around oh, the crack gosh, area. <laughs> Keith, we do not. 
suggest that any kids use BB guns in an unsafe manner. That Thank is correct. You. Wear your safety goggles. Yes, absolutely. And probably don't shoot each other BB guns at no, all. No, no, probably don't do it. Paintball guns are okay. Just get your paintball. As long mask. as you, yeah, there you go. Yeah, get the proper equipment. Right. So Keith, golly, the stuff this guy hunted, right? Primarily, he was a reptile dude, right? Snakes, yeah, I guess he got that lizards, from his dad, right? Komodo dragons. Oh man, I remember one of the shows that I remember the most was the Komodo dragon show. Should we talk about that now, or should we come back later? No, go ahead. All right. He's like amidst this. Pa- I don't know what you call Komodo dragon groups. You know, like you got a murder of crows, a flock of geese. So what do you have, man? A, a group, a horde, of a Komodo. horde of Komodo dragons. Yeah. Who knows? But oh my gosh, he was right up within feet, like laid up against this little bank. You know, like. Crikey, mates. Usually he's really loud, but he's trying to not draw attention to himself. Yeah. And I'm thinking, there's just like a swarm of Komodo dragons. It was like their nest where they lived. Yeah. And I'm thinking. So then things are very dangerous. This right? dude. Yeah, man. They're big. They're vi- they, Yeah, they're they huge. They say this, you know, them and crocodiles are one of the closest related ancestors to actual dinosaurs. You can tell on crocodiles, they look like dinosaurs. Exactly. So, I mean, the guy. I think they are dinosaurs. You know, I think they, they just, are. They just made it through. Exactly. You know. And do you know what else Steve Irwin can do? What's that? He can defy gravity. Did you know that? That uh, was one of his superpowers. I seen him jump around a good bit. I have seen him be talking. You know, he's all serious. Like today, we're in the Australian outback, and then boom! All of a sudden, he shoots off, and he's like up twenty feet a tree, grabbed a lizard, yeah, I remember and that. shining the camera like, "Ain't she a beaut?" Yeah, <laughs> it's like, "Holy cow! How'd she do that?" And now, I mean, you're like you said, late thirties, early forties when the show was on, right? And that doing this stuff, he was, he was, yeah. Hey, you remember how did he stay fit? You know that. I don't. He was very interested in mixed martial arts. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember which one exactly. Okay. But, um, I got you. There was a certain style that he, he enjoyed, but he did uh, he did participate in mixed martial arts, though, to stay in shape. So, another little fact. If uh, I'm not mistaken, Keith, when he was out in the boat hunting crocodiles, he always had a dog with him. Yeah, he, he loved that dog. What was that dog's name? Sue. Sue, that's right. And it was a Staffordshire Bull Terrier, which we yeah. know generally around these parts as pit bull. Right. And this of some is, description. This is probably a good time to mention his kids. All right. We got Bendy Sue, which was named after his favorite crocodile, crocodile and his yeah. favorite dog. That would be a saltwater crocodile and his favorite yes. dog, the terrier. What kind of terrier did you say? Staffordshire Bull Terrier, I believe, would be the official name. Okay. Because, you know, there is an actual American I mean, Pit I, Bull Terrier. I got a picture of it But in my the head, Staffordshire Bull Terrier yeah. is the original, kind of part of where the Pit Bull came from in its lineage, if I got you will. You. Okay. Yeah, he loved that dog, and he named his daughter after his two favorite animals, his favorite saltwater crocodile, Mindy, and his favorite Bindi. dog. Bindi, yeah, not Mindy, Bindi. And then he also had a son. His son's name was uh, Robert Clarence. So who do you name Robert Clarence after? Um, I think one of them was his dad. Yeah, it was his dad. Oh, that was it. Yeah, okay, Robert I thought Clarence. there was like a Clarence. The yeah. next one. Was I was it. hoping you like say some animal, and I'd be like, no. Oh, okay. But you, so you knew Gaido Jutsu. <coughs> yeah, Gaido Jutsu. Martial arts okay. trainer. Blah blah blah. Anyway, it's some kind of form of jujitsu, basically. Right. So that's what. So you got grappling. Yeah. Grappling. That's that's good stuff because he needed that. I mean, you're wrestling a dang. Uh, right. He could put like the pressure lock on the crocodile. Man, he probably knew like right under his armpit. I squeeze yeah. him. He's out. Yeah. Choke so, him out. So he did mixed martial arts and wrestled crocodiles. Dude, that's you can't intense, get any. You dude. can't get that's any cooler intense. than that. Can't that you? is intense stuff. That is just dude. so stinking cool. 
But you know what's so amazing? I, you imagine the guy is like, he's tough as nails. Yeah. Yet so compassionate he and was, passionate yeah. about what he did, man. That's all. That's an awesome mix for a human Yeah, and speaking right of his family, he was a huge family guy. His wife uh, was quoted saying that the only thing that can pull him away from the animals he love, loves is the family that he loves more. There you go, man. Or the people he loves more. Well, speaking of, she still has such high regard for him. Yeah. You know, there's been, with all this stuff going on with the... Um, I think it was his birthday recently is why the Google Doodle happened. He would be, what, 51? 50? Yeah. I no, think, is that right? Uh, 62? Sure. So, 50, oh, no, it'd be like 56. 56. So, anyway, there was some stuff flying around about her dating Russell Crowe or something. Or would Which, it be 57? This is 2019. Well, you're right. It'd be 57. 57. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway. Yeah. So, she made clear that. Russell Crowe was definitely one of her dearest friends. Right. But that Steve, can you imagine? Which they were friends. You know, they Russell were friends Crow when was Russell Crowe with, yeah, with, with them, them when as they were a couple. Alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking, there's not all that many, at least in the United States, famous Australians, man. You got Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. Russell Crowe, ACDC, and Crocodile, and Crocodile Dundee. Hunter. Crocodile Dundee, yeah. Yeah. But he's not near as good as the Crocodile Hunter. No, no. Paul no. something. We still can't figure out. <laughs> I, I know. We tried to think of it before. Tell we us who his name is. We'll shout you out on here, too. No, we yeah. need some help. Come on. All we right. can't do all this by ourselves. We're somewhat reliable. We're somewhat reliable. So she still says after all these years he's passed, Can you? he's such a larger-than-life personality. He is. It would be hard for anybody to live up to that kind of level of humanity. I know, right? Like even Russell Crowe would have a hard even time. Russell, oh, yeah. Russell Crowe's not... Yeah, he can't do that. Yeah. All right, so what's next, Keith? Where are we headed with this thing? Um, well, I guess next would be the tragedy, right? All right, so he's guy's young. He's got Bendy's, what, just a little kid. She's been on yeah. some of the shows. Robert so is like... eight at the time. He's, a ba- he's like a toddler. Baby, yeah. And so he's still going strong because the Crocodile Hunter ended in 2004, yeah. But he's still filming stuff. I forget. I don't know if he had an official show next or if it was just mainly specials. or I honestly don't remember, and we didn't look that up too much. Well, he was filming a show when he died called Ocean's Deadliest. Oh, is that what that yeah. was? Okay. And um, also, his, his daughter was about to have her own special, which wasn't named at the time, but he had hinted to, you know, he was on a late show or something like that, and he had hinted that she was going to have a special. Later on, it was named... Uh, Bendy the Jungle Girl. <laughs> so, yeah. I remember her show, I think, after he passed away. So here's what's real sad about it, man. It's like during his filming of Ocean's Deadliest, there was a lull in filming because of the weather. Weather got bad and they were unable to film, right? Well, he could still get out there. You know, he's a crocodile hunter. He doesn't do, right. do what he wants to do. So he goes out there and he thought, hey, there's some stingrays. Let me get some footage of this stingray swimming away, and we can use it in Bendy's new special. Okay. And so he gets out there, and he's going to film it swimming away, and the thing, it just gets up and starts stabbing him. You it know, just whips that barb. Bar, yeah. Bam. I and mean, what's the chances of that happening? He happen? was in chest-deep water. I mean, he was just barely in any water at all. And... um Man, I guess they're just quick, you know, and it just whips like a tail or something whipping, bam, and it just happened to hit its spot. Right, it just hit him right in the chest. It did. It hit him in the chest, and he comes up and he thinks that uh, it got him in the lung, and he pulls the thing out, which is probably a mistake, you know. Yeah. He might should have left. So it, it left in. the barb in there. Well, I don't know. He pulled it out. 
which uh, may be why he bled to death. Have you left I mean, it did in? the barb come off of the stingray? I mean, how does that work? Do you know? Yeah, I guess it comes off of the stingray. Okay. Yes, because he pulls... Help he us pulls out there. The, we need... Yeah, no, because what I heard is that he pulls the barb out, so I'm guessing it's not attached to the stingray anymore. Right, yeah. I got you. And so he pulled it out thinking it was in his lung, which he probably shouldn't have pulled it out even if it was in his lung. But, right. you know, if you got a barb in your chest, your reaction is You're to pull the thing grab out. It, pull it. You know? And um, so anyway, he bled to death pretty quickly, and he they couldn't get him to the hospital in time. Man, that's tragic. By the time they got him to the hospital, you know, they just pronounced him dead. So That's awful, dude. So it then he passed tragic, away. Yeah. And what did we say? We said the date earlier, but so we won't say it again, but it was in 2006. So his family and friends held a private funeral on right. September 9th, 2006. At, that was at the Australian Zoo. And officiated or introduced by Russell Crowe, which we mentioned earlier. And Keith, this blew my mind, dude. This service would broadcast live, right? The U.S., Germany, U.K., Asia. This was broadcast all over the world. Yes. Tell them how many people. 300 million viewers worldwide. Now, I can only think of like one other thing that got that many viewers. Okay. I thought maybe the Super Bowl got that many, but we talked Not about that close. before. And the Super Bowl, at its highest, got only 150 to 200 million right. views. And I can't remember. I forget. We talked about it in a previous podcast, but I don't recall. It actually was for one of our live events we did, um, Michael Jackson's Black and White. Yes, that's right. Okay. So he did that uh, video, video special that was all about unity, you know, and that was seen worldwide around 300 by 300 million people right out. That is so. crazy, dude. 300 million viewers. Yeah. And so th that's how popular Steve Irwin was. One of the most popular live events ever was his funeral, you know, his uh, Isn't memorial that insane, service. man? That is crazy. Yeah. He's very beloved. Very beloved. You know, he has a Steve Irwin Day in Australia, November 15th. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think maybe with all this going on here lately, I think there's definitely going to be a resurgence in that show. I mean, like, I'm already thinking since we've done all this, like, dude, I wonder if Hulu or Netflix or yeah, Amazon and Prime they should, or, yeah. or something has all this streaming. Because I'd love to share that with my little boy. I mean, you got 300 million people watching his memorial service. There's money to be made by re-airing that show. You know, if that's what the family wants. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking I'd like to see it again. You know, it's been since oh, I, I was too. a teenager, you know. Yeah, it's been I a long it. time, man. Yeah. It's been a long time. So I'd love to go back and watch some of them. Why was it so cool, though? Like, what was the allure of that show? Well, a lot of it was just him, his personality, his larger-than-life yeah. kind of vibe. You I think know, that some of it had to do with the danger behind it. Very much the know? danger. You know, guys messing with poisonous snakes yeah, and crocodiles. Uh, crocodiles and stuff. You know, one time he came to somewhere in the southeastern United States. He did, uh, I think he was messing with, uh, like, eastern diamondbacks. Yeah. It was at some kind of, it may have been over at Fort... Uh, What's that over in Columbus, like where the Rangers and stuff are? Uh, Fort Benning. Sure. Oh, Fort Benning. Seemed like it might have been there. He was he had come over there and done some stuff. So he made it to the U.S. there dealing with their wildlife. But, yeah, you see some guy out there chasing cobras and rattlesnakes. Yeah. And As a teenager, I remember that's why we liked it so much. We're just like, man, this dude's crazy. He's, he's right. wrestling crocodiles. You know, like, I mean, before him – you really didn't even think that was a thing you could do. Right. You know what I mean? Like if somebody Absolutely. said, hey, some dude's wrestling crocodile, you'd be like, uh-uh. You know? And but then the you thing see about it on the TV, wrestling you're like, is oh generally goodness. it was a situation yeah. 
a kind of a conservation situation. I know he's had his critics over the years about right, some of the ways yeah. he handled things, but you know that's not. He was usually wrestling a crocodile like, so he could relocate it, relocate to a safer, it to a safer place, environment, away from poachers. Thing. Yeah, exactly. And he could get them. Uh, a lot of times, he took them back to their park. We gave them a very fantastic life. You know. Yeah, so. yeah. I remember him going somewhere. I can't remember if it was in India, mm-hmm. or somewhere. There was a crocodile that had been in this little park. Was just in this dirty, scummy little pond, not much bigger than it was. Right. You know, and they'd rescue them from situations like that and stuff. Yeah, well, so, I mean, yeah, and I also mean, protecting people. You know, you got a pond in a place where there's people around. You know, you need to protect the people from the croc too. Right. Right. Keep the croc safe. Keep the people. Well, safe. Well, I think this one, this particular one, was kind of like it was supposed to be a park, like people oh. were coming to see the crocodile, but it's about like having a big crocodile in a baby pool or something. Oh, so it was like a crappy park. Yeah, I got you. crappy park. Okay, I thought you meant like like Manhattan Park. <laughs> no, not that one. Hey, you know what? Speaking of crocodiles, yeah, I hope I never meet one, Keith. No, not I face don't to face. I tell you, I'm not scared of many animals. I'm kind of scared of alligators, crocodiles. Them are some mean. Yeah, I wouldn't want them, man. They'll put the chomp on you and do the roll, and you're out for the count, brother. My gosh, and they are fast. People fast. don't realize how fast they are. Now they say run side to side. If one comes at you, and if you want to know more information about how to escape and evade, listen to our listen episode to our podcast, man. on escape. We're and not evade. Sh- shapelessly. We're not shamelessly plugging Plug our uh, stuff, but we are. But anyway, well, Keith, what's yeah, the takeaway from all this? Man? Straight away, though, they can run like what forty miles an hour. Oh, I don't know, man. It's pretty I wouldn't quick. want to find yeah. out. I don't either. But yeah, I mean, and be careful when you're down in Florida. You, uh, your uh, our USA listeners. Um, the, the Floridians down there will tell you that it's a very real threat. It's not something to go down there, oh, I saw an alligator. It was cute, and I took a selfie. Yeah. Don't take a selfie. Don't take a selfie with an You're alligator. You're going to get killed, okay? You'll so, die. We've All had some recent tragedies. Oh, that ain't good. We yeah. don't want tragedies, man. We want joy and peace and hopefulness. Absolutely. All right, Keith, what's the takeaway from all this? Oh, uh, well, I, you know, John, I think the takeaway for me is to live life to its fullest. Absolutely. Have, have fun in life. That's Absolutely. what this guy did. You don't know if you're going to live to 44, 48, you know, 60. Exactly. You have no idea. Take a risk, man. Yeah. Calculated. Yeah. And he took risks. You know, the average person, we don't suggest that you go out and catch crocodiles or poisonous snakes. But whatever your thing is, go for it, man. Absolutely. Learn about it. Go for it. Yeah. All right, and, Keith, how can the good folks get, a, get, get away? I started to say get away from us. We don't want you to get away. Please <laughs> don't Absolutely. get away don't from get us. Don't get away from us. So how can the people get a hope to us? Um, we well, can check say. us out on our website at doyouflumadiddle.com. Doyouflumadiddle.com. That's one M, not two, because two is a... Dessert. Dessert, which we'd still need to make that someday. We do. You know, I, and I actually with the I looked up some recipes, you know, and there's not a good one out there. Okay. It's kind of like one of these lost art kind of things. Okay. So we'll probably have to come up with a recipe that somebody's kind of concocted together okay we can do it uh, uh you uk listeners it's a british dessert so if you know the recipe send it like to if us, your great grandma has a flumadiddle recipe yeah dude we would if your great grandma is from great britain and has a recipe we'll let you come on the podcast and share it with us yeah absolutely right. or you can send it to us yeah send it to us it's All right, some email kind of us. Box that keeps it safe and fresh to eat. Get on Apple Podcast or Apple or iTunes. Leave us a five star rating. Right. Hey, I found a new podcast out for everybody. If you're on Android, um, you're having trouble finding a simple podcast app. It's called the Podcast App. Awesome. Simple as you can get. Like your grandma could work it. Yeah. This is a, a very uh, original name. 
Exactly. All right, Keith. I guess we'll see everybody next time. And uh, do you flumadiddle at gmail.com. Yeah, that too. Email us. All right, do it. Email us. Send us some stuff. And shoot us your email, and we'll put you on the newsletter. Oh, there you go. We're going to start us a newsletter. Yeah, absolutely. We've been working on that recently. It's a little bit harder than I thought, so probably be monthly for now. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That'll work. Anyway. All All right, man. Peace out. Peace out. Goodbye.